just what I've been through to get here, here, and you will never know me. Dressing up, you know what I'm saying? I wanted to put on a little something for it because we have the Houston family. Yeah. There I am. I couldn't see myself. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, I, see. I, I can see you though. Yeah, I got the Harden. <laughs> <laughs> hey, check this out. Episode 10, man. Fucking hey. A. That's 10 episodes down. Shit. <laughs> we moving. That's a milestone. <laughs> right? Damn it. Um,. So, I don't know what the fuck you did last night, but hold on a second. This is the You Ain't Heard of Us podcast. You're here with Seabass and your boy Reggie Kobe. Episode 10. We're fucking, we're surviving, man. We're surviving the pandemic. I know, man. Like, we're, we're still alive. Not even shit. surviving. We're thriving. Yeah, no shit. Like, nigga doing good during, I mean, it's crazy, but I've been all right. Man. I've had more jobs thrown at me that I had to turn down because I got too much going on in the last couple months than ever. And I mean, I, I, I really feel for the people who are doing t- having a hard time and I'm trying to support my people as much as I can here and there. But you got, we got to keep going, man. Got to keep going. You got no choice. Got what do you want to do? Just, just, sit, just sit there and disintegrate. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Fucking, so I was going to say, I don't know what you did last night, but I am hype as shit about, all I got to say is, huh. <laughs> bro, uh, Prosper's 2 chains was the, my favorite battle yet, for sure. Really? For sure. Dude, it started off kind of slow, but I mean, it just ended up being like the most entertaining, I, it was the first one where I didn't like have something else, like, oh, I'm going to turn on a video game, let me get out my phone and. And make some, you know, I was like chilling with, I had my THC syrup poured up in a Sprite, smoking, I had my slides and socks on, bro, it, and I hate saying this, but it was a vibe. <laughs> nah, I mean, because I was, uh, I kept dipping in and out, because my homegirl uh, was doing a live stream uh, thing last night, so I was over there, but uh, we, okay. were, we were watching still, and uh it's cool because this nigga Rick Ross is just like, it's just too cool, man. Like, the nigga never breaks character. Like, For you know real. what I'm saying? For real. What I came to the realization of is, <coughs> and you might be surprised because I'm 2 Chains, I'm a big 2 Chains fan. Obviously, I grew up on Ross, uh, Every Day I'm Hustling, you know, all the <coughs> tracks back in the day and shit. But Ross, in my opinion, is the better rapper. Mm, now, I hate on. to say it because I don't like Rick Ross. Like yeah. I'm not a music, but if we talking like technical, technical. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not. I, Tech Nine's not my favorite rapper, bro. But come on, Tech Nine is a god, yeah. right? Of course. Like people, like I maybe maybe try to do Eminem. Like yo, the nigga, you know, the nigga can rap, but you know, they, they, a lot of people aren't fans of him. They say his shit ain't got no replay, which I don't fucking. 
And I, dis- I disagree with that too. But and here's what I'm saying: Two Chains is more original. He has a style. No one else has a style like Two Chains. He lyrically, he's hilarious. He's like a, a he's like a southern like E40 in some kind of way with his with his uh, lyrical ability. And you know <laughs> the shit he says is funny. But Ross. Just bar 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 bar. Just eating the mic. If you put them on an actual battle, who do you think's gonna get? Who do you think's gonna get beasted? Probably Chains, right? I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. I don't know, cause if Chains start hitting them with the punchline, that's true. That's true. But and so here's what I get. What we developed from that, the clientele, the audience that Rick Ross has, is people who listen to singles, people who listen to the radio, people who watch TV for their music. Like, so yeah, naturally, those people are going to align with Ross, whereas a, a musicians and artists types, and maybe even the drug dealers, are might going to side with Chains a little bit because he has a more down-to-earth and, and stylistic uh, approach. So I, it's interesting, you know, just perspective-wise. Yo, I, I, I actually agree with you. I agree with you there. I agree with you there. Cool. But it was, I like, I, like we always say, it's just good to, like, see that shit you know what i mean like yeah you know no ever we it, you know people are still like scoring the battles i stopped doing that shit like at dj premiere and rizza i was like you can't fucking nobody win you know what yeah, i mean we yeah. all won yeah you know what i mean like the experience is the win so um so i kind of wanted to run through that because we do got a guest speaking of lyrical ability sitting in the waiting room um uh, so let's get to these announcements real quick, and then we're gonna bring uh, bring him in. Uh, so I messaged you the other day saying that we need to do a live episode. So yeah. what I'm thinking is, why not? I have the setup the way I do. We'll record each other, but then just say fuck it. Get on IG live, get in the room, and let people come watch if they want to, and if they don't, fuck them. Right. I think it would be yeah. fun. Yeah, they can ask questions and like we can interact with them in real time. I yeah. think that'll be real. IG streaming the whole recording process, and then maybe uh, maybe like you can kind of watch for comments or what. We can both do that, or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I'll I'll pull it up on the computer and then I'll have yeah. my phone. I'll I'll get J Dog in the back, like in the living room on her phone and shit too. Kind of like, hey, you know, someone wants is saying this or whatever. So yeah, live episode right. coming soon, man. Um, and if anyone listened to the last episode, they might have noticed that we have a lot of music suggestions for each other, but we don't always follow through with them. Uh, <laughs> so we were talking about maybe getting a track list or playlist going even uh, to kind of refer back to. Uh, but then also, if we make it public, maybe other people can keep up with it and be like, hey, like, have y'all checked this out yet? Um, ideally, people will start emailing us, you ain't heard of us at Gmail suggestions for shit. Like, especially unknown, on the come up, shit that people are sleeping on or anyone is, that's what we want to talk about for sure. Yeah, that's, yeah we, we we love that kind of shit, like being early on, yeah. on artists, because there's so much dope, you know, people were complaining a few years back about, oh, it's no more good music. I mean, that shit, that argument's fucking null and void, because there's, yeah. there's good R&B music, there's <laughs> good rock music, there's good fucking everything. You like yeah. trap rap, you like fucking bars be like that Griselda shit like. oh man yeah um yeah so stay tuned man for the live episode and the track list uh or playlist that's gonna be coming uh coming up soon hopefully um so 
The man like Sophia, MC, vocalist, singer, songwriter, uh, DJ, extraordinaire man. I mean, I met I met him through the reggae scene in Austin, and he's primarily probably known for dancehall and reggae, uh, reggaeton, dub, even like cumbia, and and in kind of in the Latin world. Um, even though he's from Texas, he's an internationally known artist. And uh, I've right. had the, the pleasure of, of DJing for him and doing some some shows for him. I even played rhythm guitar in his band for a very, very short stint, which we might talk about that story. Um, throw me under the bus a little bit. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, man, we're gonna bring him in. So far, let me go, let me go pop him in real quick. patient and shit we were you know it takes us a little longer than to get set up than we always plan on <laughs> no shit right uh so yeah man reggie sophia sophia reggie reggie kobe hey what's going on g what's up bro how you doing oh uh, man i'm making it i'm 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 fucking blessed <laughs> right yeah man how are you doing man how's the island Man, it's good, dog. Just people don't give a shit about no social distancing out here, dog. <laughs> oh, the beach is flooded and shit? Bro, everything, man. It's Texas. You can't tell Texas people what to do, bro. Yeah. Man, they're like, my rights! <laughs> <laughs> bro, just wear the mask. Shut up, man. Come on. Bro, like, what you got to mask on, dog? Trip real, man. Be telling people, man, like, if that's the worst thing that ever happens to your rights, bro, you're good. Like, what the fuck are you explaining? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it doesn't need to be politicized anyway. It's just fucking general fucking compassion and consideration for your fellow fellow man. Is it like the locals though, or is it tourists? Because the island vibes a little different, everybody. right? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> I mean, like you know, there's there, there, there's the homies, there's the outliers, there's sensible people. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like everybody else. <laughs> oh shit, man. All right, well, hold up. I see you lighting up over there, Reggie. I'm about to get my smoke on, too. You smoking over there? Oh, see, yeah, we are. <laughs> 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 that nigga got a blowtorch. I already know what you got going on. <laughs> I got my dad I got my dad breaking in the living room. But uh, I, did, I did go get a, uh, a G-Mini, a G-Pin Mini. Oh, yeah. The, <clears throat> I like those joints because you can just keep it in your pocket, have a little dab with you. A little, you sil- got a little, little silicone container and shit. Yeah, 
I'm like OG social distancing, bro. I, I, I never leave the house, man. Like, unless I was booked to be somewhere, I never went nowhere. So I'm always just, like, sitting at home with the rig, bro, chilling. Yeah, yeah. You don't need you don't need anything on the go. I'm trying to get one of those Puffco's, man, but they're expensive as fuck. <laughs> oh, yeah? You know, the, like, the little... The little water uh, on the go dab rig that's like, it's like an email, it stays at temp and shit with a little button on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, Man, a lot of people up here have them, but like, I'm not that fancy. I just smoke joints and shit. Every once in a while, I'll have a, a live resin cartridge because I don't fuck with the distillate. Yeah, I don't like them no more either. I've been spoiled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So fucking hey man, SoFi is here, dude. Uh, we were just uh, kind of talking, uh, playing catch up. We took a week off, um, made some announcements and shit before we let you in. Uh, I don't know if you're keeping up with the versus battles at all. Have you been? Since you've been at home all the time, you've been paying attention to the battles? I stopped watching after Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. That shit was fire though, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not going to be better than this, so I'm done, man. Like. Yeah. I'm like, what is it, John ja Rule? And nah, I don't give a fuck, bro. No, nah, it was like, <laughs> John ja Rule. It was ludicrous and Nelly. This <laughs> is fucking John ja Rule. Uh, I think I combined all three of them and uh, and DMX and got John ja Rule in my brain. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. I mean, so I'm hyped though. Off last night, uh, Rick Ross and Two Chains went up against each other, and that shit mm. was fucking entertaining, bro. <laughs> um. The main thing I get out of Rick Ross and Two Chains is just inspiration, though, man. Like one day. So maybe, maybe you should go get a job as a jail guard then. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like you have to work. You have to start from the beginning, bro. You can't just try to jump from the top, like gain fifty pounds and just try to take it, man. You should probably, you should probably get, start going work for this correctional facility right now. Maybe turn snitch or something, bro. That'd you know, probably be the way to go. I was actually gaining weight, bro. Steady <laughs> eat. You know what I mean? Like treat your body like absolute trash the whole time. Uh, <laughs> well, he got healthy eventually because one of his singles is about chopped up pineapple from his lady. And then he had a thing about uh, my lady was telling me he had a thing about pear juice too. He how pears saved his life. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Okay. I was I was wondering actually because he was a. a he was a fucking correctional officer, but, you know, he just comes out the gate with these songs about lavishness. Like, at what point do these dudes decide, okay, I can just rap about extravagance now? You know, like, where did where where did he make the jump? Like, it was... <laughs> it's weird, because he was, he was signed uh, as a writer to Slip and Slide Records for a long time. Uh, like, if you go back and look at fucking... Uh, some of Trina and Trick's old video, yeah. you can see a Rick Ross in there. So he's just you always had, he's always been a good good with the pen. Yeah, yeah, he's always yeah, he's the writer first. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he was able to, I think, yeah. start to get his yeah. bread up and experience some of that slip and slide success. Right. And that, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they was nigga Trick Daddy and Trina had a run. Nigga Trick Daddy had two number one albums. Hell yeah, man! That that, that early Trick Daddy album had a whole bunch of fucking. Uh, Underground hits on it for sure. And uh, the Thugs or Us or whatever, thugwthug.com or whatever that shit was called. <laughs> That's the one. Um, all right, but anyway, we, we digress. We got caught up on the battles again. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, uh, so you guys are both vocalists and, uh, and and writers lyrically too. So, I mean, maybe you do have some something to kind of say about that. Like, 
you know, you can't just stand fantastically right all the time until you like reach a point where you can actually do it. But it's not like you're you're both writing about fucking living lavish and shit. Y'all write about real shit for the most part too. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could write about whatever you want as long as you're getting paid. What do I know? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> <laughs> he was protecting. He manifested that shit. That's yeah, true. I was gonna say. I mean, like that's like, true. That's true. As much as I'd like to clown. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I also write songs that it ain't worked out as well for me. So, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I got to respect that at least, man. That's real. Definitely respect. Um, so, I was telling Reggie that uh, I think, I know we met at a, probably Flamingo Cantina in Austin, Texas back in the day, maybe at like some episode five events or something. That's, that's, that's when we first kind of ran into each other. I was probably DJing and you might have been on the, one of us was on the bill or something, you know, I don't remember. Um, but that's how we ran into each other, man. And uh, from there, kind of just started following you. And I think one day uh, I'd seen you needed some people to fill in for a show down in Galveston. <laughs> and uh, I told Reggie we might get into this 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 story and throw my, my ass under the bus a little bit. Um, I want to know. I want to know. We might as well get into it. So, I want to know. So what happened was, is, um, so I, um, you know, I've been a musician my whole life, but I was DJing at the time. That's how we ran into each other. And I had been starting to want to try and play with bands again. So when I saw that they needed people, I was like, well, shit, I play fucking rhythm guitar. I'll see what's up. And basically agreed to go down there knowing that I didn't even own an electric guitar at the time because I had pawned the shit recently. Um... Knowing that I'd probably like waste some gas money and not make any money just to do it just because I wanted to. And uh, went down, I borrowed a guitar from a friend and I went down there and uh, went over to practice and shit. It's not like I can't play guitar. Like I can just play, I, I can play some chords and I can keep rhythm. That's, but, that's a great way to start the story, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so that wasn't necessarily the issue though. The issue was that I probably had about zero dollars negative dollars to my name and went down there anyway and fucking didn't have any backup strings on this guitar that i had just stringed up from a pack of strings that i could afford to buy so we get to play in the show and i fucking i broke a string like second or like no before we even started i broke a string that's what it was Oh, and, God. and so now I'm like in Galveston Island trying to call the like two music shops there that are probably closed to see if I can get some strings really quick um, I think the drummer ended up having an extra pack in his house but didn't have the right string I needed and I had to tune like a like a fucking A or a D up to a fucking oh. G <laughs> oh, long story short I snapped it like second song oh <laughs> 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 uh, but that was the start of our uh, of of a good friendship, man. Like you know, it's 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 funny to say like I kind of went down there and fucked everything up, but it ended up being a, a good relationship that we built there. But you remember that shit, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Mike was just talking about that yesterday. My bass player a couple of days ago. Yeah. Recently re relived that story. <laughs> Shout out to uh, to Mike. I know he like he would always come through, even when you were just coming to like do a DJ set with us, he was riding with you and shit, just to be yeah, there for my support. Yeah, my guy, man, he's been with me for a long time, like out of all instrument players, man. Bro, I've been doing this for like 20 years now, man, and Mike's been doing it for like 11 of them with me now, man. Yeah, that's oh. what's up, man. It's hard to, it's hard to keep creative relationship like that going too, man. I mean, the reason I started producing is because I was like, I can just do all this shit myself now, what the fuck I need other people for? <laughs> Bro, like, 
I'm a firm believer, man. Like, like, like I can change a pipe in my house. Like I know how to do it, right? Yeah. But I'm gonna hire a plumber, bro. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to make sure that it gets done right, like the first time. I don't have to worry about like, is it right? Is it not right? Yeah, man. And for that reason, bro, like that's why I love working with producers, and I love working with promoters, and I love working with people that are specialized. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Because too many people, I think, try to do it all, man, and 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 it leaves so little room for people that are like great at mastering an album you know what i'm saying right like, oh, i can mix and master it myself it's like you can mm -hmm. but you shouldn't <laughs> you know what i mean like, it also it waters down the content that you got to sift through all the bullshit to find you know and and i think it takes away from you got to have a real initiative to make that project and finish it if you're doing it the right way it's right. easy to wing it <laughs> well and, and like taking my music in, into like what we're talking about, like, think about what's my best album I ever did. Mm. Hands down, got to be the most recent album that I did with El Dusty. Best sounding album. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that, and that dude's Grammy nominated, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. big super producer that knows what he's doing. So that's yeah. why it was so much better. Like, it's yeah. not like I just invented something brand new that I was doing. I just pretty much did the same old thing that, this, that I did for the last, like, five projects. Right. It got packaged in a way better way, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right. And also just, I mean, you, you, you release content pretty regularly. At least once a year, you've got music coming out. And I think that working with those kind of people is necessary for the way that you work. Because you, you can write songs and then get a nicely packaged album out, like, in a timely manner. I've got 150 unfinished songs because I don't want to give them to someone else or, you know, shit like that. Um, because I want to do it myself or because I don't even want to give it to the person who's good at it because I'm, I don't think it's good enough yet. Shit like that. I just hold myself back. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I hear what you're saying for sure. Um, and before we jump ahead to that latest album, I mean, we told the history of how we met each other. Uh, let's go back, man. What, how does one get into reggae music specifically you? How do you, what made you want to be a vocalist and start emceeing? I mean, the first, as far back as I know, you've lived in Galveston for a while. I want like what 12, 13 years, something like that. Uh, well, man, when I, before I was living on the island, I was out in Florida, and before I was in Florida, I was out in like Inland Empire. California. You know, Reggie is from Florida, yeah, that's what part of Florida you was in. Uh, man, I lived in like Lake Worth area, okay, okay, okay. I was in like uh, Manatee County, like Tampa, you know, oh, St. Okay. Pete. Yeah, 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 yeah. I played yeah. through there a lot, though, man. Like, I played that little triangle, Tampa. I go play Clearwater. I go play Orlando. Yeah. Like, Cocoa Beach. And then, like, back to, like, Indian Rocks Beach. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A corridor right there because mm -hmm. there's a lot of spots off in there. Everything's like a two-hour drive, and you can just get a whole new, like, bam, another $1,200. Bam, another $1,200. Yeah, yeah. Bam, another $1,200. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of, like, Texas, yeah. you're like, look, I'm a to eight hours to get to this next spot. I need links. I need this. I need that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you're That's way true. out of pocket. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah, well, Florida's much smaller and easier to travel around. You know what I mean? You can get from the top of the bottom of Florida in, like, five five hours, you know, from Miami, <laughs> Tallahassee. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, where were you at, man? Mm -hmm. We are talking about where you, how you came from Florida to Texas before that? Yeah, man. Well, like, I just came out to Texas really, um, 
after I, I played uh, football in California for a, a university out there. You did? And I didn't even yeah. know that about you, man. That's that's it, true. Yeah, bro. I, I got a, a scholarship to go play football out there, man, at the University of the Redlands. So, uh, and then I broke my jaw. I got hit with brass knuckles and broke my jaw. Damn. And uh, it was like non-football related, you know what I mean? So uh, I, I lost all my this much. <laughs> I lost all my links, man, and uh, yeah. and I ended up dropping out of school. And uh, my mom at the time was living in League City, okay, uh, Texas, and so and so I came down here and, and was like, man, I hate League City, bro. This is like the the worst town ever, man. It's like 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 uppity Texas town. It's scary for somebody that looked like me, man. Like we couldn't go nowhere, man. Like I couldn't go out to eat without getting like, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, uh, I was like, I just, I just ended up finding Galveston because it was like a way more like laid back place to live that was in the near vicinity. You know what I mean? Uh, right, right, and right. And I've been doing music the whole time, man. And uh, when I came to Galveston, the people that were doing <laughs> reggae music were like the Sublime crew. You know what I'm saying? Not Sublime, literally, but like that yeah, type yeah. of people. You know what I mean? Like yeah, a yeah. punk rock reggae vibe. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And, and it was cool, but like it wasn't really me. That's not what I really bring to the table. Right. You know what I mean? So I was like, look, well, uh, look, check this out. You know what I'm saying? So I would just throw some some show, shows. Uh-huh. And book bands, and they kind of just be like, "Yo, let, let me let me kick a verse, let me do this, let me do that." You know, saying to get to know people. Yeah. And then when they got to know me and who I was, they'd be like, "Yo, you know, this dude, this dude needs to do something on the mic," you know. Uh-huh. And that's just how I built my name and everything in Galveston, bro. Wow, that's cool, man. And it's a, uh, you know, cause come for me, I grew up in in Austin, which had a fairly big scene, uh, and it's trying to infiltrate that is difficult, but there's a lot going on, like. To go into like kind of a niche place like Galveston and just kind of like make all those links and take over like that is is pretty pretty awesome. It's pretty uh you know it doesn't happen a lot. <laughs> so and then yeah. you planted your roots there obviously because I mean now you own own a place there, got family and shit. Yeah, bro. I mean, I, I like I like Galveston. All right, man. The rest of Texas can be sketchy. Galveston can be sketchy, man. Like I said, bro. Like the mentalities of people are are surprised, man. But Man, I got, you know, you've been in my place, bro. I got yeah. my little, little niche cut out, man. Yeah. Nobody really messes with me. I live on a dead end street. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. I homeschool my kids. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't really participate too much in like the, the whole society. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, you were living in Florida and you moved to California for school and then came to Texas. Is that right? Yeah. So Bingo. playing football for college in California how are you, like, getting into music at the same time? That's kind of an interesting combination. I mean, uh, I saw weed. That, that's how I got into good music. <laughs> and uh, a lot of the people that I saw weed to were also West Indian uh, university students. Okay, yeah. And I was like, cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're West Indian, I'm West Indian, like, let's chop it up. And, uh, you know, I'd always done, like, been a kind of musical, like, freestyle cat, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, one yeah. of them type of kids growing up. And uh, we knew I had something to offer, you know what I mean? Yeah. And we just be I was, like, one of a big rotating cast of crew in a band called Gideon Band out there in Riverside. Okay. The day. Yeah. And, like, we didn't really do nothing big, man. I don't even think we really recorded <coughs> nothing. We just played some opening gigs yeah. and, you know what I'm saying, some festivals, you know what I'm saying, some Caribbean Day, you know, yeah, right. yada, yada, yada. But... That was like my real interest, and those guys have been going, man. Like those guys have been doing their band for a long time before I was ever involved. You know, right, I, mean, right, I had right. like very little to do with it. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of came on and would chat some freestyle stuff. You know what I'm saying? But that yeah. was really how I got my beat wet. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, so 
What's your favorite Cali rapper? Were you on that that hypey movement? When were you in uh when were you in California? What was the year? Uh that was two thousand and two. Okay, okay. So that was like two thousand and two to two thousand and three. Yeah. So were you on that West Coast hip hop? I mean, not real. I I've always listened to reggae and dance all man. I mean like like I like Snoop when I first like was became aware of of, of like you know, American hip hop and yeah. stuff. It was like Snoop Dogg, you know what yeah. I mean? So, so, so I messed with Snoop, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then that whole style was cool to me and I listened to it a lot growing up, you know, in Tupac and stuff like that. Yeah. But by the time I was like in 2005, man, or 2002, I was pretty much all the way reggae all the time, reggae yeah, yeah. that song, man. Like, yeah. like at that point to me, I was like, oh, Sean Paul, that was, that was, that was Sean Paul to me. Like the big record that year was Sean Paul. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. yeah. That's the damn, yeah, bro. You, you can still pop. You can still throw that on, man. And what's the other that's one? That's what I'm saying, uh, bro. So to me, get, like, busy, like, get busy. <laughs> get busy. Yeah. No, what, what's the one? I don't really get what people say. I don't really want to yeah, yeah, man. Big tune. That's, that's what I'm saying. All, that album was that year. So to me, like that was that. What that was. Yeah, yeah, like, okay, for sure. I mean, I know you do you do love hip hop though because I've seen in your DJ sets you throw hip hop in there, and I mean, obviously you can rap and and, and you know uh, to a hip hop extent if we're gonna categorize yeah, it. Um, I mean, I've always worked with rappers, bro, and yeah. and, uh, and I listen to rap every day, bro. I just listen to a different style. Right now, yeah. I'm listening to a lot of the Nigerian rappers, bro. Like, uh, I, I I I be jamming that. Uh, a lot of the female rappers are killing it right now, man. I'm uh. Ooh, that new Rhapsody. I've been on Rhapsody, man. Ooh, like, that new album, though, that Too Lyrical. Dude, she's got a track on there with, with D'Angelo where they recreate the Jizza track um, off Liquid Swords. Uh, if this was insane to live out that, yeah, with Jizza yeah. and D'Angelo, they remade it. But yeah, man, anyway, I'm just trying to get a little bit of back history. Um, so, one thing you said interested me about uh, Texas when your mom's living in League City, and I know you're. West Indian. Did you say you were a Haitian as well? Yeah, my my dad was born in Haiti. Yeah, yeah. So is your mom is your mom white? My mom is uh like uh from Greece, like literally immigrated from Greece. Oh wow, wow. So like yeah, she's she's white, like sort of. <laughs> you know, yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, He's like mad ethnic white, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just, like she would probably cut eyes at you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, no. And I didn't mean it. This, you know, I just think it because you said. No, but I mean, like, like that's why, like, I feel like when, when people should be like, "Yo, so far is racist," I'll be like, "How the fuck am I racist, man? Yeah. How, how do I not like white people, bro? Like, I'm pretty light, and my wife is literally blind and blue eyed, and both my kids are blind and blue eyed. You know what I mean? Like, like not to mention I'm critical. Uh, I, I I might be critical of white people sometimes. You know what I'm saying? But like, uh, there's nothing there, there's nothing wrong with holding people fucking accountable. Um, yeah, bro, it's just an inconvenient thing yeah. to, to to come sometimes. Well, especially in shit in Texas, fucking big dready dude with a with a white wife and and, a, and white kids. I mean, I'm sure you get stared at all the time, bro. And I was just wondering about your your parents because of the the culture clash for you moving to League City and saying it was kind of tough, like you know, being there. Um, that's why I asked too, just to kind of. Yeah, that, that's 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 my mom and my stepdad, man. So yeah. like, it's a different different kind of vibe, man, and, and like. It's cool, bro. Like, like League City was cool, man, and, and and everything. But it's just like, definitely, um, 
a lot less going on out there. So it's harder to just kind of walk around being normal without having to worry about somebody like giving you a crazy look. Yeah, definitely. There he is. We got Reggie back. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, man. Uh, from there, you, you started a little scene in, in Galveston. I'm assuming you just started kind of branching out. Um, when did you start getting known? Like, internationally though in the reggae scene just once you started making albums or what uh, i mean really bro uh i, I was doing mixtapes kind of like um in like 2005 they were getting some really good traction bro and, yeah, and, yeah. Getting, on, and getting on some kind of like random rhythms and doing some dub plays for some sound systems and stuff when i was out there in florida you know what i mean right. just kind of like bubbling it and um i kind of like oh my were like if you like if you present it in a package that like is very professional, then yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll rate you as such. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like every chance I get, I try to like big my business up and like proper my stuff up a little bit better, man. And, and um, guys like five and uh, guys like geo and, and stuff, people like put a little bit of money into what I was doing or like peep the little game. I'm like, look fool, you're like messing this up. You need to do like A, B, and because what you're doing is is, is small potatoes. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, teach me. You know what I'm saying? Because I was never that dude that was like, nah, bro, I got it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And if you know some information that can help me out, bro, I'm all ears. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Reggie has a similar story about the league and just how it took an OG being like, you know, like what y'all y'all are talented, but if you got to do this shit a certain way and. If you want it, you got to get the fuck out of Texas. You know, you got to be bigger than what you are right now. It's and that's really easy once you get big in your hometown. Just to like, you get comfortable. I mean, I can speak to that. You know, like everybody knew who fucking Labrat was in Austin, but when it came to elsewhere, I didn't really have much. And that's why I've really respected your work ethic. And I mean, you 100% live off making music, correct? Yeah. And that's, yeah, man. For like uh, at least a decade, bro. And that's what's up, man. Like. One of you guys has your phone speaker like up against a uh, a surface or something. Hey, and it's it's, it's, it's you. All right, cool. Like it ain't me. I'm not moving, bro. No, sometimes if you set your phone speaker up like against the the table or something, it'll like reflect the noise and it pops. It's fucking annoying. It happened in a couple episodes. We finally figured out what it was. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah. That's a yeah. <laughs> So anyway, that that just had to say that because uh, the fact that you do only do music, we know that you work hard as a motherfucker. I mean, I know you're slaying your merch, playing shows when you can. Um, I've seen you literally fly out of town for a week and come back with an album done. Uh, I know that your first, uh, the first album I heard, you had a mixtape before it, but I heard Reality, I believe, was the first one I heard. Reality was uh, a project basically put together by Geo from Rerooted, man. Oh, okay, cool. And I meant to say, shout out Rerooted and shout out episode five because you brought them up earlier. Uh, those are the homies and they've done a lot for the community. So yeah, continue. Yeah. So Geo, man, was just a, a younger cat than me and really believed in what I was doing. Yeah. And was like, man, look, bro, like like mixtapes isn't it, man. Like mixtapes was something that, that was coming gone now and like you needed to like get an EP out <clears throat> of yeah. some original material. And, and start pushing, you know what I'm saying? Like, do some music videos, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And um, I was like, well, that's all fine and good, but that takes money, my guy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, and he was like, okay, well, I got it, bro. Like, like I'll, I'll put it down. I'll pay for it all. You just got to do it. And let's go. 
And so he put me in front of a couple of different producers. We recorded a couple of different things. It never really worked out. The, the yeah. producer was behind. It was like some hood stuff still, you know what I'm saying? Like some hood Galveston producers, some hood San Antonio producers. Right, right. And then finally he was like, all right, man, look, I'm going to put you with McPullish, and you're going to voice this whole album with him, and we'll use a couple of his rhythms, and I'll buy some rhythms from some other producers. So we had Ja P do a couple of uh, rhythms on that one. Uh, McPullish do a couple of rhythms on that one, and Mikey do a couple of rhythms on that one. Me and okay. Mikey. Okay. Hammer him out. Yeah. And then we recorded it all with Polish. And Pause. Had him One second. Him yeah, you're good. Uh, so, yeah, man, I guess uh, McPolish, he had a dub on there. I didn't realize he produced a couple of those tunes. Yeah, he had two dubs on there, and he okay. produced, like, I mean, I guess he engineered every one of them and okay. produced two tunes and four and two dubs. Okay, so the actual record, the track reality, that was Mike. Yes. Yes. And I didn't realize McPolish, I didn't realize Polish did so much work on that album. Uh, Shouts to McPolish, man, that's the homie. I definitely got to get him on here. And uh, possibly one of the most talented, like, roots dub producers I know. Well, definitely I, that I know, <laughs> personally. Yeah, I mean, um, Polish definitely helped me get it off the ground, man. You know what I mean? Um, yeah his his kind of direction took that album from being like a, a really unorganized album to being something that made sense you know what i mean yeah. and, and, and came out good man and, and debuted like strong bro i think i think that one was like 27 wow, when it first wow. Came out. that's dope bro. Yeah. that's really yeah cool. bro. i didn't even like, know that out of nowhere but just because like and that wasn't because like the streets were just so hungry for that so album, bro like <laughs> like uh, five and and Geo and those guys had put some bread behind it, man. And we had like a, a decent, um, we call it campaign. You know what I'm saying? To to yeah. try to bring some people, yeah, like some awareness. We got some good reviews. You know what I'm saying? Put it in the right hands, and and, and it worked out. You know what I mean? That's what's up. And talk about a community effort. I mean, so Geo made some links out of and he's out of San Antonio. You got the homie. Polish up in Austin and, and five down in like San Marcos and shit and then all uh linking with with you and Mike down in Galveston like a, a, that's a Texas effort right there man that's real cool the reality words power and sound what is it in the dark be found Reality, I want me come fling down. Say reality, want me come fling down. Jaja, you ma come with words, power and sound. What is it in the dark? Most it be found. Reality, I want me come fling down. Like a wolf in sheep clothing, don't demand a man go hide. But they not the shadows in the darkness they reside. But they know some men have fear with the father on my side. Lying in the jungle, come with truth and rights. If you wait, hit on never run from a fighter. Place more fire than a blue cat lighter. See them my sight up, and them lie. And every lick I think that them are doing, them I try. As far as I went, it's in a the book. He took the bad be mind for what you cook. Look, you not go come take me culture. Yamp on the dead like a bumble clad vulture. Teacher, you them lies and thing, them never torture. Tell you that you run things, say you big vulture. And I miss it. And they just hand on your heart, I do this. Reality, 
So reality was kind of the jump off then. Yeah, bro, that was the one that like from then, man. Like I, I started trying to be more serious, and I had like press photos, and you know what I'm saying, like like because, uh, you know what I mean, because like I am like like you said, I'm West Indian, but I'm I'm not black. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very niche market that like we represent you know what i'm saying just like any other like small group of people man so like <clears throat> west indian people guyanese people trinidad west indian people man they let they push my stuff yeah you know what i'm saying so like the djs that are in new york that are like they look my they're of my complexion yeah. they love seeing a, a cat like me do it you totally. know what i mean totally so yeah. they, they yeah. give me like an extra push and people are like i don't understand exactly how so far like gets all these plays and it's like Bro, because like I'm just we support each other, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, 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 just like how like Mexicans support Mexicans and da da da. And a bunch of people think I'm Mexican, so that helps too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, 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 look at that Mexican love too, bro. You know I mean? Man, and I kind of just attributed it to you know world music, reggae music in particular. That chart's not too deep. Like, so when you debut, you're gonna be next to Damian Marley. You know, you're going to be next to Revolution when you debut and you're going to hit those charts. And I'm not saying that to diminish the quality of your album, because what happens then for people like me, I go look at the list on Apple Music. I'm like, oh, I've never heard of this, but it suggested it to me. I hear it. It's quality. Yeah. Boom. You got a fan. Yeah. I mean, there's way less uh, world music albums or reggae albums getting sold on the daily than hip hop. Yeah. For sure. Bro. Oh, yeah. Hands down. But shit, I don't know, man. This new shit might change that a little bit for you. And I'm like, I don't want to speak on it too much, bro. But uh, I showed Reggie already. I, I, I had to let, I just showed Reggie. I didn't send it to him, though. I just played it for him. <laughs> he yeah, he played it for me. And that shit was dope. Like, I was, like, impressed. And, like, and she has to tell you, like, I'm not, like, easily impressed. I'm like, oh, shit. That, like, but, I actually saw your facial expression change when you heard him come on, like start start uh, hitting it, and you were like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. yeah, you know the face, like oh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you do got good taste in music, so now, nah, bro, your shit is. Uh, I, I can't wait for like the world to, you know, to to get a taste of like the newness. You know what I mean that you got going on. I uh, appreciate it, bro. Thank you. Yeah, and so let's jump. <laughs> we got two other albums in between reality and your last work with El Desi. We have the. Uh, the work you did with Youth Man Records up in Kansas City, right? Um, shouts to to Seventy Seven Jefferson and that whole crew, and uh, it's it's Joel's brother who produced that album. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, Joel, Joel Castillo's Castillo. brother, bro, uh, Mateo Castillo. Yeah, uh, yeah, bro. So that that one was another. That's like what you're talking about, man. I flew out there, slept yeah. on the studio floor, uh, was there for two nights, three days. <laughs> Flew back out and had the album done. You know what I mean? And it's dope. That one's got a different vibe. Obviously, it's got a more of an American reggae like influence. And you got some feet. You got a Skill and Jaw feature on there, a Joel Castillo feature on there. Um, and then, uh, then you've got the Mindsetters right album after that. That was a an episode five kind of thing too. Yeah, yeah, that was another one though, man. I flew out to Minneapolis and recorded that with a band out in Minneapolis called the Mindsetters. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and them, them cats have backed me uh, when I go out to the Midwest, when I'm out in Minneapolis and uh, stuff. okay, that's dope. Uh, a couple of times a year. Those, you play, those you play in fucking, you play in Minnesota? 
I'm going to be in Minnesota in October, bro. <laughs> That's cool, man. I'll just... Uh, shit, you're going to wear you're gonna wear your Black Lives Matter shirt or what? <laughs> bro, I'm going to be wearing my coat. What I'm going to be wearing is going to be cold, yo. <laughs> hey, for real. Hey, it's cold as fucking Minnesota, bro. That cold in, in Minneapolis. Last time I was there, it was negative uh, 18 degrees when I went up to, I went up to Sonoda. Saw Sparkmaster tape and shit. Uh, Hell. It's just, I know there's a hip-hop scene there, but, you know, it's just, that's cool, man, that you got support there and, and, and shit. And um, I didn't know that about the mindset of backing you as a band when y'all did, before y'all did the album and shit. That's real dope. Yeah, man, they, they backed me. I opened up for uh, Chuck Fender out there at the, um, at Second uh, Avenue. Yeah. It's Prince's old club. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's yeah, dope. yeah. Man, that's really. Or the cool. caboose. I, that, I think that show was at the caboose, actually. But yeah, but man, we I played at all them spots now, bro. Uh, played a bunch of fixed seat theaters out there, man. We're gonna be at the Southern Theater, uh, the thirty first, maybe the thirtieth. Don't quote me on that one, man. But I'm doing the MySpace uh ten year anniversary show. Cool. Or not MySpace, uh, Jam Space. My bad. Dog. I was uh, I I was wondering. Uh, that's dope. This will definitely be out before that. That's that's cool, man. Though, so yeah, that that mindset is album, and then I actually played uh your <clears throat> album release for that. We did it at the brewery in Austin. Remember? Um, oh, yeah. It was uh it wasn't the biggest show out, but I remember we had a lot of fun that night. Mm. There's some uh that's not that's not your fault. That's not anyone's fault. Um, <laughs> that's that's we talked a lot about the downfall of the Austin scene on this show, man. So you know. Uh, but that was a fun night, though. And there's some video of that on YouTube, man. Of uh, Black Sheep was out there, and your boy Croy Wynn. Croy Wren? Croy, how do you say it? Croy Wynn. Croy Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah. So I wasn't really around for the L. Dusty album, but how did that uh, How did that happen? How did that manifest? Because I know that was your biggest one yet, and I saw it just sit on the charts, bro, for months. It seemed like it was it was charting, right? And that was really yeah, tough. Right. It's amazing sound, and it's a great album. Um, it's called uh, Bush Doctor. crazy how you could just message people these days and they respond. I didn't message nobody, bro. Yeah, so what happened? He, he hit me up, bro. He, he, he just he, he hit me up on a direct message and was like, hey, man, this is who I am. You know what I'm saying? I do uh, cumbia music. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like look up what that means and stuff. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, 
and I and but you know I don't turn down nothing but my <laughs> my collar, bro. You know, and, and see what he's about. And, that sounded like some, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like an E40 line right there. This shit was dope. All right, continue. <laughs> but, like I, I Google him and he's got like millions of plays on stuff and you know yeah. what I mean, like Grammy nominations and stuff, man. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. well, of course I'll work with you, dog. You know what I mean? Like, like, show me some rhythms. Like, let, what you, what you want to do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, he was like, well, you know what I mean. Uh, just come down. You know what I'm saying? Just come down to the studio. So where's he at? He's in Corpus. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. And I was like in Corpus at the time, like just posted up at a hotel because I had a show the next night. Ah. And so I, I was like downtown Corpus at the Omni, you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. loaded, probably. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and he's like, well, just, just come to the studio. And I was like, right now? He's like, yeah, yeah, come right now. So I like go and just walk over to the studio because it's within walking distance of the hotel. That's crazy, man. Hop in there. And, and the first thing I'd ever drop at his studio is that tune, uh, uh, I mean, I ain't that. Yeah, 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 man. Like he threw, he, he threw on a little rhythm. And was like, "What you think?" I was like, Shh. "So that <laughs> happened before Bush Doctor? Way before." Bush. Wow, wow. Okay, okay. That's crazy. But um, an another another uh producer works on that uh track. His name's Clips Clips Ahoy, and he does like some big dancehall artists, some big uh like reggaeton stuff. Cool. And uh, at the time, Dusty was still signed with a uh, a big label and so uh clips was signed with a different label and it was going to be a real pain to, to try to uh, release the track but uh, dusty knew he wasn't going to renew his contract so he was just like yo we're just going to wait until the contract expires and we'll put it on the next thing crazy crazy that's dope man so obviously it went well like you went down there and laid that shit down and it was like you know there was some fucking uh Damn, I'm stoned. What's that word? Some, uh, it's not synchronicity, but harmony, maybe, like, you know? Yeah, man, I mean, there was definitely some chemistry, bro. Chemistry, uh, thank you. <laughs> God damn. All right. Like, uh, <laughs> Dusty and me get along, you know what I mean? Like, Dusty listened to, to, to reggae growing up in, like, the 90s era and stuff, so he was, like, hip to dance all stuff, and yeah. you know what I mean? Like, kind of always really wanted to do something a little bit more, like, a, with an authentic reggae vibe to it yeah yeah man and so uh because of that man like he's cool people i'm cool people you know what i mean like the guy he's one of the most like not not one of the most successful person i know in music and one of the most humble yeah. you know what i'm saying like like the guy owns like a square block of, of corpus and is just real low-key about it you know what i mean like that's fucking dope man yeah that's 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 that kind of shit that i respect too man uh, and we had this talk the other day about how, like, it's interesting how he's so well-known, but it's just, you know, like, not a community of music that I usually cross paths with, so I've never heard of him until he made the album with you. But that's what's beautiful about y'all two working together, too, because you got kind of two worlds, you know, not c clashing, but, like, coming together. Yeah, um, man, I mean, it, it, it's a blessing. I'm sure a, a, a lot more people became aware of me as a result of the collaboration, yeah. then, then went the other way. But you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it was a blessing, you know what I'm saying? Either way, yeah. bro, like I said, it, it definitely, like, you know, he, he put real money behind my album. He put real, like, uh, press firms behind my release, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and that album went to number three, so. Number three. 
Yeah, number three. The only hey, only person that was ahead of me was Bob Marley. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like those 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 albums stay up there. So like when you're releasing some new shit, it's it's not it's not unlikely that you might infiltrate that top set. And we gonna hit number one on the next one, right? Bro, I mean that's definitely like like going into this, I thought like man, it'd be cool if I was like top fifty. And then the first album did that, so I was like, oh, I gotta like readjust. Yeah. And then it took a little while for me to like bust into something that was like higher than that. I think um uh one of them albums went sixteen, so I was like, okay, that's like the next one. You know what yeah, I mean? Youth, was, was it the Youth Man one? They kind of have a uh, name out there. No, the bit. Youth Man one should have done well, but but it stumbled because it had a release date that that got kicked back like three times. Yeah, yeah. So that like that always messes up your, your day sales because I couldn't pre-sale and I couldn't like have everybody hit on one day. Yeah. So like that that one kind of fostered a little bit, man. Yeah. But man. It, it it it's still like a really uh you know well like streamed album. But it just never really busted like the other one. That one, um, the one that went sixteen was uh was one, one. with uh, the mindset. mindset. Yeah, man. Well, fucking, it's it's really dope to see uh, homies doing well, man. And I, I know we're all excited for the next one. Um, so that next album, you got any idea when that's coming around, or just kind of playing it by ear right now? Man, so my end of it is done, bro. Right. Um, I might, I might have to like touch up a couple of things, but at this point, um, the the team is is mixing and mastering. Yeah. And uh, whenever they get to it, is when it's gonna get done. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, well, uh, shit. Maybe like, with any luck, it'll be at a time where you can actually go and perform in front of some people. Otherwise, it'll probably be a digital uh, album release, huh? Or a virtual uh, stream. I mean, yeah. Like I said, man. We, we, I think this one's gonna come out realistically, man, probably like early October at this point. Yeah. Um, just because I know how they like to have stuff and when they like to start a promotion and yeah. we don't have everything that we need to be able to get that started at this point, you know what I mean? Hell yeah. But uh man, I think you could pretty much get a show anywhere right now. Not anywhere, but like somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like I said, I, I, I'm blessed to be able to, to, to be back on the road doing something, man. And, and, and I'm not like 100% safe. I don't feel like 100% good about it. You know what I mean? So I think at, at this point, man, like putting out some good content is probably the best thing you can do. You know yeah, what I yeah. mean? I agree, man. Yeah. I mean, and we appreciate it, shit. Because <laughs> uh, there's a lot more time spent at home, that's for sure. I mean, my business out here is essential, so I, I've been working, you know, but... <laughs> fucking hey um you got a name for it yet i think it's gonna be called offering offering all right man we'll we'll definitely we'll make sure to let the people know you just keep me posted and shit because uh you know we got a small platform but we'll definitely big it up when it's coming coming out maybe even have you back around uh to talk, yeah, to talk about cool. it yeah yeah i was on mute for like 15 minutes i thought y'all niggas could hear me talking <laughs> oh you were shit my Hey, what, what were you trying to say, bro? Did, you, did we miss any gems? No, no, no. Drop that knowledge. <laughs> no, no, no. I figured, man, I'm old, brother. Uh, now, I figured it out at the end. Like, one of the questions I did want to ask, which you really kind of touched on, is like, especially with all this shit going on, and I know that you said, you know, you're moving, you, you, you do have an opportunity to move around and shit. But, like, with all of, the, all of this shit going on with COVID and everything kind of being cut 
downs is how you're like faring as an artist or how you or if anyway are you like switching your your business or your the way that you create or the way that you move during this time yeah because i know you rely heavily on playing shows sometimes right yeah bro i mean honestly man that's that's probably 70 percent of my income bro so mm -hmm. The, the, the show thing has is, is been a hard hit. Yeah. But, well, yeah, man, I mean, like, if you just want to straight up bless me, man, you go over and check out my Patreon page. We got one of those going, man. We got some incentives over there for donations, um, exclusive content, merch, et cetera, et cetera, yada, yada. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Dub plays for some, man. You know what I mean? Uh, if you uh, want to support, that's the best way, man. That's the yeah. most immediate way, straight pinpoint. Otherwise, man, you know you can catch me on all the streaming sites. You can catch me on any place that you're buying music online, Amazon, iTunes, whatever. If you want to buy some old stuff that's going direct to me, I got a tune. I got a, a mixtape on Bandcamp too. Bandcamp Soulfire. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Soulfire is me. That's just me. Anytime you're buying Soulfire, you're buying me. I'm just one person. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people think it's a band or it's a collective or it's this and that. Nah, bro, it's me. Yeah, yeah, man. That's me. Yeah, respect. And yeah, respect. go support. Um, damn, I forgot what I was about to just say. <laughs> uh, it was in relation to the links. Oh, the Patreon, man. The Patreon is a beautiful way to support people. I've seen underground hip hop artists who are now pr living exclusively off their Patreon. Like, uh, just to drop one name, Eli, Living Legends crew out of, uh, out of L.A., is like he's painting he's he's writing out lyrics from his songs he's he's doing artwork he's doing like features one-on-one -on -one chats all kinds of shit and he he says that he's strictly living off that so i'm glad that you got one of those going man and i'll definitely help build that blessed for him but i have had zero interactions thus far on patreon you know what i'm saying like we got to get that up that's, that's what I'm saying. Well, like, like for me, anytime I share, like, like I'll be like, oh, my reach is doing pretty good on my Facebook. Let me share this Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's nothing, bro. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, like people are like, yo, let me know how I can help. Look, check this Patreon out. Yeah. Cloud of smoke, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? So like, God bless anybody that can make Patreon work for them. Yeah. My people aren't feeling that charitable in this time. I hear you. Right? It's it is what it is, and uh, maybe. Maybe there's some way to go check out what other people are doing and get more ideas about how you can interact with people. Oh, I'm sure I'm terrible. Like I'm sure I'm sure my Patreon is whack. You know what I'm saying? Like, but I'm, I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like I, I'm not out here just being like, yo, I'm the hypest cat on Patreon. Y'all are missing out. Uh, but I am giving out a bunch of merch because I got like I thought we were doing stop by and all this other stuff. So I got like thirteen hundred dollars worth of merch sitting around the gates. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like you go buy up that dance. I'm still cop so. I'm gonna go cop so. Yeah. I'm out here just pandering at this point, bro. <laughs> hey, that's, the other side that's, why, time. that's why we ask you because we want yeah. people to have the the, the 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 option. You know what I'm saying? To 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 go fuck with you like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, so man, S O U L F I Y A. I'm the only one, bro. I'm on Patreon, so backslash whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I'm gonna go over there and fuck with you. I ain't never been on Patreon, but I'm gonna go. You got some t-shirts or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got all that stuff. Yeah, man, I, got, got probably got some dab slicks, got some stickers, got some shirts. You know what you got don't? Some lighters. Uh, some lighters, right. yeah, man, yeah. Uh, and your your merch game's always been on point, bro. That's why I said earlier. Uh...
It's called So I Gucci, the Summer. Yeah, man. Gucci. Um, I Gucci. might not be your thing. I don't know how much into the Southern trap music you are. I mean, obviously, he's one of the pioneers, uh, Drew. Um, but I'm not highlighting Gucci. His mixtape is consisting of some tracks and features and solo tracks from a bunch of unheard of artists. Because I don't know if you've noticed this campaign recently on Facebook, but what he's been doing and all social media is asking for unheard of artists. Give me your artists. Tell me who I should sign. I want to sign new people. And he's, he's real about it. He's literally going to get people who have no following and putting them on. Um, and so I guess the product that he came up with of this is a mixtape. You know, it's got a few Gucci Mane tracks. It's got some tracks where he features them. And then it's got some of their solo tracks. And one dude that stood out for me like you know you know when you, you look at the phone you're like who the fuck is that right right fujiano f-o-o-g-i-a-n-o fujiano you gotta you got put this on the playlist bruh yeah yeah so we made an announcement earlier we talk about so much music and then we won't listen to each other's suggestions sometimes so we're gonna <laughs> come up with like a track list or playlist so we can keep like on top of like the shit we talk about but yeah man he is uh i don't even really know how to compare him he's got a pretty like you know like typical southern draw flow but he's like real like melodic with it like up and down like it's not uninteresting at all i'll check it out check out fujiano man like i'm telling you i feel like he's gonna be like one of the next uh atlanta artists to blow up you know oh so that's 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 a little something uh drew mentioned a fucking legend who just dropped an album recently 
And this man is kind of an enigma, man, because if you are feeling like you're getting too old to make it in this game, you got to go look at people like the uh, guy he brought up the other day, R.A. the Rugged Man. Oh, yeah, oh, man. They tried to blackball him and everything. He's not going to die. No. And talk, He's not going, yeah. Talk about a perfect artist to talk about on this podcast, man. So, uh, Did he, yeah, go ahead. He put out a project? Yeah, it's uh, All My Heroes Are Dead. It just came out uh, recently. <laughs> so you brought it up, uh, Soul Fire, so why don't you go in on it? You've been jamming this album or what? I mean, bro, you know I'm, I'm a fast bars cat. You know what I'm saying? Like, like. That's when we, when you talk about rappers and stuff, I'm talking about people doing work. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a performer. I'm a stage cat. Like, like I want everybody to be able to do their bars live, just like to have it on their album or, or somewhere, you know, close. And you better, like, finish everything that you start. You know what I mean? And, and uh, so R.A., bro, R.A. just goes ridiculous on this album, man. Um, and, and, and I watched a little interview he did, and he basically just said, like, man, I wanted to just come out and show everybody that I could pop any style, you know what I'm saying? Like, pick whatever new style that you want to do and just watch me demolish it, you know what I mean? Like, and he did, and he put a couple cats on, man. He did one with uh, Afro and DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and, and it's just like... Ooh, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, as a, somebody that writes songs, you know what I mean? You just be like, bro, that's that next level, man. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, you see that and go, wow. You know what I mean? He's got hella features. I mean, he's got the whole damn Wu-Tang Clans on here. Uh, Chuck, yes. Chuck D, Immortal Technique. He's got Vinny Paz on there. Icon, the hologram. <laughs> and, Chuck D. I got a Chuck D story. Yeah, what, what, uh, go for it, man. Drop it. Super, super quick, right? So we're, uh, I think maybe not the last South by, but the one right before that. Uh-huh. We're in the convention center. We're going up the stairs. Chuck D's coming down the stairs. It's like, you know, I'd say like 60% of the league, right? Mm-hmm. We see Chuck D, we're like, oh, shit, it's Chuck D, right? So he, and he turns back around, comes back up the stairs, and now he's chopping it up with us. We like, we, we surrounding Chuck D, we all, we're chopping it up. My nephew, Durock, comes up. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck going on? Shouts like, to Durock. He goes, he goes, yo. He said, what's going on? I'm like, yo, we're talking to Chuck D. And as loud as he can go. Oh, no. He goes, yo, who the fuck is Chuck D, nigga? And I'm like, bro, Chuck D lived to heaven? Like, he going to smack him. Or he definitely wanted to smack him. Oh, and I was like, yo, Chuck, he, you know. I had to, then I got to bring, and then I was like, public enemy, fight the power, you know, I had to bring up Flavor Flav. He was like, oh, oh, and then he got it. And oh, then no. Like, mm-hmm. uh, my, my dad, uh, he was like, no, I get it. He's a young nigga. He don't, he don't know. He was very precious, <laughs> you know, gave us yeah. advice and took pictures with us and was super nice. But yeah. that nigga flapped the shit out of duty. <laughs> so to segue, um, young motherfuckers might not know Ari the Rugged Man has been around for a long time. Like, a long time. He, he, Notorious B.I.G. is quoted talking about Ari the Rugged Man, about, damn, I thought I was the illest. Talking about Ari the Rugged Man being iller than him. They got a track, bro. He was... Yeah, they do. He was signed, like, in... I forget the year, but he was signed to a major label early in his career when he was, like, super young. And they, they never released his album. 
or some Tommy shit. Tommy Boy. Was it Tommy Boy? Fucking Tommy Boy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Boy. You are Tommy Boy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, well, no, it's Jive Records. <laughs> Oh, see. And I Tommy, he, he was on Tommy Boy for a little while too, though. Yeah. That never did anything. Yeah, yeah. So, like you said, he was blackballed all that time, and you know he's worked with everyone, uh, tons of famous people. His his career is just huge, and you know he's still maintaining as, uh, you know, rappers will know who he is, but people who listen to hip hop might not necessarily know who he is. I recently um, dug deep into his. Uh, catalog because Eli put him on an album I think last year or the year before that uh, on this track. It's a funny ass track about masturbation. I won't really get into it, but his verse, I was like, who is that? You know, and I went and, uh, oh shit, like I didn't even, I didn't even realize because he's actually rapping like really slow and kind of like dark because the, the his verse is weird. Um, anyway, go check that track out if you want to. But yeah, um, so I'm going to go ahead and peep that album. I haven't really listened to it. The new one, uh, All My Heroes Are Dead. Thanks for putting me on. I hadn't even noticed that it dropped. And uh, I mean, yeah, if y'all got anything else on, on the radar that's, that's new. I know we mentioned Rhapsody earlier. That was on my list. Um, uh, anyone else you're jamming? Anyone else you're jamming right now, Drew? Uh, in the reggae world that we need to know about? Ah, uh, man, I mean... Uh... Some reggae females killing it, man. Lila Ek, if you know that chick, she's she's killing it right Lila now, man. Ek. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, how do you spell uh, that for people who are listening to this? Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I K E. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Ek. I'm gonna write that. Uh, there's some big some big females though, man. Uh, this, this other chick called Josiah, man. They're just like uh, I think the last couple of years really like not having much females to the forefront yeah and then a couple females started doing their thing and they did real well but in my opinion they weren't like top shelf you know what i'm saying like they, they might have been like pretty or whatever yeah. or like marketable yeah. but they weren't the best you know what i mean which is huge and for all uh female vocalists in every scene in yeah. every year yeah. so they call it the little kim complex in rap but yeah go ahead sorry <laughs> oh it, it things kind of shuffled up a little bit, man, and, and some other, like, factors came into play, and it caused people to kind of, like, want to try to big up female artists a little yeah, bit man. more, you know what I mean? And I think it brought forth, a, like, a really, like, good class of females, and I'm like, yo, this is going to be nice, man. It's going to be, like, a, the, the future of, of female reggae music is, is strong right now, I think. Yeah, man. Um, you know, uh, someone that I've really been fucking loving, you know, I found out on old Mungo's Hi-Fi tapes, but uh, recently finally released full-length albums, uh, two of them now, I think, is Soom T. I yeah, mean, yeah, Soom T's cool. I, I rate her as, like, a sound system artist, man, like, but, like, yeah. but she can me, sing, but she can, she, she's got a voice, but she definitely has, you know, like, more of a uh, lyrical, like, hit sound system flow, for sure. Content, yeah, man, like, like, for, have, you, have you ever checked Hempra Sativa? No, I haven't. Bro, she'll lay Soon T flat. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, and, and she's a sound system artist from Jamaica. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. the whole sound system in Jamaica. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. pretty girl, real proper dress. You know what I'm saying? Like, doesn't doesn't skin out or that kind of stuff. Rasta, Rasta chick. Yeah. And just shells it, bro. You know what I'm saying? With yeah. the triplets, with the... Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, she yeah. bad, bro. She bad. Hempress sativa, like Hempress with yeah. an H. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get out. But if you haven't listened to um, 
the last two albums that Soom T released, make sure you go check it out because she is fucking chopping it on those tracks. Bro, I can't, I can't penetrate her voice. Annoys me. She sounds like a ah. chipmunk. Well, see if it is what it is. If you don't like a voice, you don't like a voice. That's what I say about so many people, man. Like, I, That's not, what people say about be... me all the time. I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, my yeah. voice isn't for everybody either, yeah. for the record, bro. And she's got way more fans than me. Yeah. So, like, what do I know? You know what I'm saying? But yeah. personal preference, man. <laughs> I, she like, kind of does the same voice all the time. You, in your defense, which I meant to address earlier, you have a very unique voice, but you have more than one. You have that low fucking voice, and then you also have your regular kind of voice, and then you can sing and rap. So it's, it's, it's diverse, though. I appreciate it, bro. I feel like I'm super limited in what I can do. You know There's nothing wrong with consistency, though. It's, it's not like you're monotonous, in my opinion. Personally, nah, but, I appreciate that, bro. Uh, but they'll they'll have heard your voice by now because I'll be I'll be running your tracks within this episode, so they'll the the people will know. Um, thanks for the uh, suggestions, though, man. I got those written down, and I'll, you know I'm a reggae dub DJ when I wear that hat, I guess. But you're the first artist in that world we've had come through, really, so uh, thanks for us on game. Uh, you got anything, Reggie? Or are you good? I've been I've been listening to old Yeba, bro. Like right. I fucking love Yeba. Like that's Yeba? that's my shit. What'd you yeah, say? Yeah, like Y E B B A. It's like okay. uh, she she even put out a full album. She's on Robert Glasper shit. She's got a single called The Distance. She's on a few others. Uh, in a spiral with Big Yuki. Uh, one word Big B I G Y U K I. But it's like super. Jazz, chilly shit. Like I've been. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, that's that's all I'm listening to right now. Word, man. Um, so yeah, that was that was dope. We got some suggestions in there. We're about an hour in now, so I think we got some good content, man. We got a uh, thanks for coming through, man. It's good to see you too, because it has been a while, man. Because it's not like we'll just be, hey, man, you want to get on a Facetime and just talk to each other for a while like you know that's not something we really do <laughs> yeah yeah be like bro I'm, I'm busy I got stuff yeah, you know I got shit to do <laughs> uh, so yeah man thanks again and go check Sofia out on all the streaming sites uh, Instagram Facebook uh, and that Patreon we're gonna get that Patreon cracking for you man I'm gonna go drop a dollar on it right now <laughs> nah nah I'm gonna go nah, I'm gonna go fuck with you I'm yeah, on the shirt though yeah. getting some likes <laughs> and uh, yeah yeah and they work right <laughs> yeah bro. Blow up this shit. I, I, it's lit up right now i'm looking at it i can vouch for it word man um this is the you ain't heard of us podcast we're on all the streaming platforms uh instagram is popping at you ain't heard of us and um the email is you ain't heard of us at gmail.com like suggestions for what we should talk about artists all that shit criticism uh, anything you want, man. And make sure you uh, subscribe and review us because I haven't Please. seen any reviews popping off. So that that's kind of, you know, showing me that people aren't aren't asserting the effort when we are. And that's cool, but all you got to do is fucking click a button. Um, you can do it while you're listening. You, you, you back out of the playing episode and you literally could just do it right there while you're listening yeah. to this. Do it now. Yeah, you know, y'all niggas on Twitter all day. Y'all niggas ain't doing that shit. No, nobody is doing shit. Yeah, <laughs> but we're working shit. We're working. Um, yeah, man. Thanks again, homie. It was good to see you. Yeah, same way, bro. Thanks for having me Yeah, brother. All right, man. No one ever said it would be easy. Jump no design, but it's all. But we know we're not thinking.